N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk yep. Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Woo. Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk uh. Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 280 of the NYYST podcast. We are presented by NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR is on assignment this week. Yes. Now, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not that actually he's in hiding because Amy Cole is looking for him after Ryan got his hands on that leaked voicemail she from triggered? last week. Was she triggered? I think she was a little pissed that it made her husband seem like a little bit of a wussy boy mm. that he broke up, that he had a, that he left that voicemail for Higgy. You think it was the voicemail that did it or the pictures that she posts? Mm, I think she's she's okay with the pictures, bro. She posts them. Yeah. She wants to she likes that image of Garrett. I personally don't. I like my Garrett Cole to go out there and pitch shutout baseball, which do you think done in his last. Do you think she prints them out though, and like at Walgreens and hangs them on the all over the room? Do you, you think, think she's that crazy? Old, you think she still goes old school and gets her 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 photos printed at at like a CVS or something? Oh, like that? for sure, she loves it because she loves the attention. She she loves the attention. Oh, your husband's that she, Yankee. Yeah, well, she opens the pictures while she's there and starts showing them. Now, that's like the lady behind the counter says that. Like, oh, your husband's that Yankee right. that my husband's always talking about. Right, right. It's one oh, of those. Yes, that's, that's my Garrett. I love him so much. And meanwhile, we, we, we're we just in annoyance with Garrett Cole until uh, the last two starts have been pretty good for Garrett, but we'll get to that. We got a few different topics uh, we're going to hit on this week. Uh, Aaron Judge is off to a, a tremendous start. The team is off to a tremendous start. Uh, who else? So Rollers Chapman, despite his ERA, is not off to a tremendous start. And, uh, of course, Anthony Rizzo. But before that, I think Chris wants to tell you about a few different things. Yeah, I'm actually not going to start with the reviews. I'm going to start with the event because I I too often forget about it. Uh, June 25th, guys, if you haven't booked your tickets already, if you haven't bought your tickets already um, for the MYY News TV event, we're all going to be there. It's going to be absolutely insane we got the updated list there's so many of you coming i can't i honestly i can't wait it's gonna be a great day june 25th versus the astros so like i said a few weeks ago the fuck altuve chants are okay because he, uh, they're allowed he will be in the building not across the country like playing the angels or something while you're chanting it and someone someone actually posted on uh, i saw a tiktok the other day a talk talk uh of the uh of the mets fans chanting f- Yankees suck against the Phillies or whatever. It was it was last night. It was last night, and and the caption was Yankee fans. I'm sorry, but Yankee fans would never do this. And my reply was, <laughs> I'm a diehard Yankee fan, but you're so wrong. They chanted "fuck El Tuve" all year last year, all 81 games. I heard it. Uh, but anyway, uh, 90 minutes before the game, you meet us at the party deck. Uh, your ticket includes brewskis, beer. Uh, you're gonna have. Uh, just some like you know fun food like chicken tenders fries bunch of that stuff 
you really get your money. You'll get your money's worth. The I guess the goal is to drink and eat as much as we can in those ninety minutes. Well, I'd say where we're sitting, the ticket's probably worth about sixty-five bucks. So then you really two thirty-four section two thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, you know, depending against the Astros, that's that's fair. I'd say that's probably a fifty to sixty dollar ticket. In fairness, it's probably a fifty to sixty dollar ticket. So you gotta you gotta drink and eat sixty dollars worth of food and beer. Can you do that in ninety minutes? That's like one beer and one plate of chicken tenders, and you're good. All so, right, so there you go. Anything I beyond mean, that, you're making your money back. We're rolling sixteen deep, bro. We're gonna be lit. That's just us. We- that's just us. And there's probably more. There's probably more than that at this point. I still haven't even reached out to some people I need to reach out to. So well, the bus is full. The bus, yeah, the bus is full. It's at, at whatever we're rolling. Sixteen in the bus. Sixteen. That's in the a bus. small bus. That's not a big bus. Yeah, but it's a full bus. It's a full bus, and um, full buses are going to be a rowdy bus. Yes, definitely. I hope we don't get too drunk before the game, like before we get to the party deck. We're pregame in the pregame. Um, pre-game in the pre-game, which could yes. get which could get ugly. No one's not many people in this world have seen you drunk. So when you get drunk, uh-huh. you're a completely different you. You're fun. You smile more, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's yeah, a good time. Uh-huh. Um, so definitely go get your tickets if you go to our Twitter page my at myyst underscore podcast. We have the uh, we have the link pinned to the top of our page there, so you can click it and and get your tickets. Um. Other than that, I mean, if you're listening to listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating and review, and uh, subscribe anywhere you're listening or watching. If you're watching on the MOI News TV uh, YouTube page right now, please make sure to subscribe to the channel and check out all our shows. and uh, And for some exclusive content, Christian's been pumping out some videos. Especially, you know, it's probably a lot easier when they're when they're playing well to be to be i guess encouraged or motivated uh-huh. to do the the videos so uh head over to patreon.com slash myyst and uh sign up to be a patron for some exclusive content and last but not uh, least uh, oh you're, sorry you're posting those as vi- you're posting those as videos dog yeah dude oh shit dude, you didn't mean to not have a shirt on <laughs> okay okay were you were you planning on going to yank I mean, what if I was Tubin while I was recording? It's I didn't okay. Know that you were- hey, let me ask you a question. Did Tubin lose his job? I think he got a raise. Probably, right? And he mm-hmm. it, was he canceled? No. 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 So I, Tubin, I don't know why. So you can Tubin. It's fine. I, I mean, I know why he was canceled. Right. right. We don't have to you get can Tubin. That right that's now. fine. Um, and uh-huh. last but not least, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, head over to manscaped.com, use promo code MIYST20 for 20% off. And I got to say, I got to just plug one product. The, I, I honestly, I can't, it's such a bad plug because I don't even know the fucking name. I think it's the, uh, crop groomer. I don't know. It's the, like, it's the, it's the body wash for your balls that you use in there. It, it was like eight bucks, best fucking eight bucks I've ever spent. And, uh-huh. I'm, and I'm not kidding. It's not just for your balls. Oh, that's the only place I use it. It's the yeah you, yeah I think it is use, I I think it is. You use Dove Dove for men. No, I use a much more manly body wash than that. You, no, so, you definitely don't. So uh-huh. even if it's just the eight dollar product, 
who cares? Head over to manscaped.com. Use promo code MYST20 and uh, use that promo. And then we're good. We're good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. The Yankees are pretty good right now. In case you haven't paid attention. Yeah, man. I mean, at first, I was like, is this going to be one of those winning streaks where they just get by each game? But no. I mean, this team kind of took off offense. It's great to see the It's always great to see pitching the way it's been. And but you know, pitching hasn't really been our our big issue the last couple of years. It's always been the offense. So I feel like this winning streak and this start to the season is even better right now because we're actually seeing the offense show up, which is something we're not used to seeing. Right. Uh, yeah. The the Yankees are scoring run. They haven't. They didn't really score the last couple of games. They scored enough today. They were kind of helped out a little bit. On Saturday's game, uh, they scratched out a couple of runs, but Cole was, you know, Cole was good enough to get through six uh, scoreless, and the bullpen took over from there. Uh, but you know, there's guys that are contributing and in in big ways. Um, before we get too deep into the show, man, like I'm, <clears throat> I, we actually got to see each other in person yesterday. Each right. other, each other. You know, and I got to say this publicly. I'm a little mad at your wife. Uh-huh. You know, she texted me already and said, if he starts talking about how I had to leave early, I'm going to be so dips, triggered. She dipped. I mean, you know, we're celebrating my daughter's birthday and she dips after 20 minutes. Got to give me you some should be line grateful. About, you should be grateful she even showed up. Some line about how she had to go to work. I mean, first of all, bro, what an excuse. Like, you should be looking into that I've been personally. to I've been to your, since I moved, I've been to your house about 45 times. You're five minutes from my house today. I don't even see you. You've uh-huh. been to my house well, zero times. So you should be grateful that she was even there and blessed you with her presence. I'm just telling you, bro. Like, if my wife, you know, was drove an hour and a half up north just to stop somewhere for 20 minutes and had to be like, go to work, I'd be looking into that personally. I'm just saying. Even if even if her even if her mother picked her up, dude, maybe her mom's in on wow. it. Wow, this is this is hitting this is hitting the territory where I might have to cut you off, but definitely not. I don't cut no. anyone off. I don't cut anyone. No, off. I don't even cut uh, you off when you talk bad about my own mother. No. Just your mom. Just mine. Not not a shit. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, Monday when this drops, I'll be the dad of a two-year-old. It's pretty amazing how these two years have went. I don't know how you've done it three times, dude. I'm like an emotional wreck thinking about one kid turning two. Yeah, it it's uh by the third kid, you're just like, all right. are you numb to it at that point? Yeah, you're just like, all right, you're fucking two. Like you yeah. know, it's just yeah. I mean, she's not gonna listen to it, but you know, happy birthday to my little girl. Maybe one day she will, dude. Who's uh who's Due date was supposed to be May 4th, and thank God that it wasn't because I can't stand Star Wars. I, I don't hate mm. people that like Star Wars. I just don't like it personally. I wish the Yankees would stop with the Star Wars Day. I mean, it's completely unnecessary. If you're going to have a fucking Star Wars Day, then why don't we have a Rocky Balboa Day? I mean, I think it's only fair that uh, he should get a day if Star Wars gets a day. And since, you know... You know, Stallone retired as Rocky uh, at the end of Creed 2. The mantle of Italian Stallion has been open, and I gave it to Anthony Rizzo, and I think he deserves it because the guy's been fucking phenomenal to start the year. So the Italian Stallion, Anthony Rizzo, who I believe still 
leads the major leagues in home runs. He had a three-home run game during the week. I don't care that they were wall scrapers. You play at Yankee Stadium, you learn how to hit at Yankee Stadium. I mean, one of the things that triggers me when I see it on social media is, well, that's only a home run at Yankee Stadium. Well, good. That's Guess where they're playing tonight? At Look, Yankee Stadium. The, the only time these... I say this all the time. The only time these sabermetric bullshit stats mean anything... Like ERA plus, right? Like those pitchers who gave up those those you know porch shots, their ERA plus or whatever it is isn't altered as much because of the short porch or whatever, right? So the only time you have to look at that is if Anthony Rizzo becomes a free agent and you're basing his value on let's say the home runs he hit in 2022. Right. And how much he value he brings to your team and him, you know, leveraging by the numbers he put up. That's when you have to look into it and say, all right, how many of these would have been home runs in my ballpark or really any other ballpark? You're really not worth as much as you think if you're playing over here, so on and so forth. For the Yankees right now, in real life, I know a lot of people don't like to live in real life, but in real life, they count as a home run. And that's all I care about. Now, nobody uh, drove the Freddie Freeman to New York bus, or no one was on the Freddie Freeman to New York bus, I should say, until I, I started driving it. Uh, yes. So I want, I'm not going to deny it in saying it. Uh, I wanted Freddie Freeman here. I mean, even more so than a shortstop, he became a number one target for the New York Yankees in the offseason. And I don't. And I even said it on this show, like, I don't want to hate Anthony Rizzo. And I said it. I said, just cut the shit, sign Rizzo, and let's be on with it. And like a day later, Brian Cashman did that. So, I mean, further proof he listens to this show. Mm. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, Anthony Rizzo really won. He, he did. He won me over last year. He just was, you know, when guys get put on this team and they, and you just know right away that like, they're they just Yankees. Here. They don't, they don't fit. Yep. And you're, Anthony Rizzo was just the complete opposite. He came in here and he was he was a Yankee. I'm not saying that he is, you know, Paul O'Neill was was not the greatest baseball player. You know, he's not a Hall of Famer. He was just a really good player that fit being a Yankee, right? And that's the vibe that I get from Anthony Rizzo. I get a vibe of a of a winning type player, a guy that goes out there and maybe is not the flashiest, maybe not the best, but he he fits being what a Yankee is supposed to be. And that ex- that accentuates him as a player. And I think we're seeing that now. I think when Rizzo got COVID last year, it affected him through the rest of the season. And he really wasn't the same because if you remember when he came over here, he was hot right off the bat. Yes. Then he got sick and he just, it, it took him a while. You know, some, some people don't recover as quickly as others like you. from having COVID. Mm. Huh, who? Like you. What'd you say? No, I was Took you about dude, four months. A, Took me about six and a half years. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but Rizzo, now that he's here full for, for a full year, do I think he's going to hit 50 home runs? No, he's probably going to taper off at some point. You know, we we had him in the, in the mid to high 20s as a home run guy. Maybe he hits a little bit more now that he got off this hot start. But Anthony Rizzo is a guy that fits being in New York, fits wearing the Yankees. And, 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 what it upsets me, if you want to even use that word over that they signed them, is that they didn't sign them to a long-term deal. 
they got him on a one year with an option. And after he's going to put up monster numbers, unless he gets hurt, he's going to, he's going to be walking out the door at the end of the year. You know, can, can I say something? The Yankees better pray to God that this team wins a world series this year because <laughs> it, because let me tell you something. If you thought it was bad now, like up until now, there's some people out there that are just, so delusional. I don't care how well the Yankees play. It's not Brian Cashman. Okay. They're playing this well in spite of his decisions. Okay. They're coming together. Like I said, I think this team truly had a chip on its shoulder from everything that happened with Aaron judge before the, before the season started right on opening day. And you kind of saw that in them where they were just like, you know, fuck it. We're going out there and we're going to play our game. It's the first time you've really seen that from a Yankee team in, in a while, but um, you better you better prepare yourself. If this team doesn't do it this year, I don't know when they will in, in in the near future because you got guys like Rizzo, which at the end of the day, talent-wise, I think we can all agree out of the options, Rizzo was number three on that list. Is that fair to say or no? No, that's fair to say. So it was never about Anthony Rizzo. I'm And look... I will give credit to Brian Cashman if he were to just immediately go to Anthony Rizzo, re-sign him, not play this game where we don't know what's going to happen. And if he just re-signed him and he came out and made a statement and said, look, I know there's some other guys out there that might look better to you, but I know as a good GM that this guy is a Yankee and this is the guy that needs to be here. Just wait. You'll see it happen on the field. Then I'd give him credit. But Christian, tell me, when did they sign Anthony Rizzo? Was it right away? No, it was way out. It was. It wasn't even right after the lockout, right? It, no, it would you? No, would you say that it was maybe um, about two hours after reports started leaking that the Cubs were in contact with Anthony Rizzo? That and those reports that, come out during the lockout, though they they were speaking. I don't remember the time. No, but it started to but, it started to build up that night. And they made an offer to Freddie Freeman, and Freddie Freeman wasn't responding to anything. And they said, oh, shit, there's a possibility we don't get either of them, so we better just lock in Rizzo. Well, there's also a report out there that the Yankees knew back in November that they weren't signing Freddie Freeman, that they actually told Freddie Freeman and his agent that they he didn't fit financially. It is so false, and I'll tell you why. Just uh -huh. think logically for one minute. Just for one minute. Okay. If that's true, then why, then why not sign? Who who were they gonna? What were they gonna do? Get Olson? Nope, he was well gone. Who else was out there? If Anthony Rizzo was the guy, why did it take until that night at eleven o'clock at night when when we were expecting something big to come out with something? Why then? If that was true, who, what were they waiting on? I don't know what they were waiting on. I, I guess the, they got uh, the fear that they were going to lose Rizzo. I don't know. Uh, because if you, if you think about it, if they were, if they weren't really in on Freeman, like, like that, like that report came out, so that they were never really in on him. Right. And they knew that they, they didn't want to give up the prospects to, to get Matt Olson. Why you know Anthony Rizzo should have been one of the one of the first things that they did 
go into uh, into into the offseason. It should have been one of the first things that they did. And my issue with Anthony Rizzo coming back was not Anthony Rizzo coming back. It was the safe, and I hate to use this word in turn in reference to Anthony Rizzo, but it was the safe, cheap option for the Yankees. Even if Anthony Rizzo has a has a year ten times better than Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson, at the time in context, you cannot sit here and you'd be lying to me if you said, "Let's just take everything out and you listed those three guys." And you had to rank them in order one through three. And you also have to take into account age, their future on the team being that we don't have any big first base, you know, prospects in the pipeline. Rank one through three, who made the most sense if you were trying to truly win a World Series? Rizzo well, would be me, third. It was Freddie. Right. And I agree with you. And then Matt Olson, even though I'd rather probably Rizzo just because I love Rizzo. But Matt Olson would have been that guy. Yeah, because he's younger. It doesn't mean that we didn't want Anthony Rizzo here. Like you said, Anthony Rizzo proved that he was a Yankee immediately to me. He to, what I what I don't like, what I didn't like about the re-signing of Rizzo was such a cop-out move for the Yankees. Yes. And this and this came after the IKF trade. If this had come before the IKF trade. Maybe you probably would have felt a little bit differently about it, but you already knew the Yankees were punting on a shortstop at that point, and you didn't want you didn't want to have that feeling that they were also punting at first base. Not that Rizzo is a punt; right. it's just that there were there were certain things you wanted to see from this offseason, and the Yankees didn't accomplish any of them. And unfortunately, like Anthony Rizzo is a guy that because of that, you know, he felt a little bit of you know a little bit of blowback for lack of a better term, from, from the fan base. And guess what? Instead of bitching about it, you know what he did? He shut anyone doing that, including us, the fuck up. And I'm, I'm fine like, with that. Right. I didn't want to be upset. Like, I, I said that on this show. I don't want to be upset when the Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo, but that was the path that we were going down because of the way the Yankees handled the offseason. I needed to see a big, you know, fuck you where the Yankees move out of this offseason. And, you know, sorry, but trading for Josh Donaldson yeah. hasn't been it. Because if you look at these the, the numbers at, through the first month of the year of the four main players in that deal, and, and Urshela, IKF, uh, Sanchez, and Urshela, Sanchez is hurt currently, surprise, uh, and he was struggling to stay in the lineup previous to that, uh, IKF has been the best player out of in in the deal so far Mm -hmm. i mean so you know you're you're trading for josh donaldson to what have him hit what is he hitting 196 211 somewhere yeah and and he's gonna he's gonna be better than that i like having donaldson here but you're 100 right i mean i like the the i really like the chemistry of this team right now obviously they're winning and winning early like this isn't just important to make up ground to really kind of separate your yourself from the pack early on, which is better than always playing from behind, which this team does constantly year in and year out. Um, but what it also does is it builds that team chemistry, builds the confidence, whether it's false confidence or not. When you're winning like that, you see a different team on the field. And uh, and so that's huge too. But all these people out here uh, that, are, that are now saying, see, Cashman knew what he was doing. Look, I just made the point with Rizzo, and I think it's a I think it's a valid point. If 
if Anthony Rizzo is here because Brian Cashman knew he was the guy, then why did it take so long? Why didn't he? Right. It should have been a priority. And it shouldn't. The, the deal itself shows you that what the Yankees mindset was. If he was, if Anthony Rizzo was the guy that Brian Cashman wanted a hundred percent, it would have been done as soon as free agency started. The guy would have got at least a three or four year deal. We wouldn't have to be worrying about who her first baseman would is going to be in 2023, exactly. which we're going to have to, because there's no way Rizzo is picking up this option. If he continues on his pace, exactly. No way. The guy's grossly underpaid for this performance that he's going to give the Yankees this year. Exactly. And it's a long season as well as this team has been. I've been so happy. I've been actually been excited again to just watch this team. I love everything they're doing. It look, it's not, it still doesn't make them a world series contender. Right, it's the end of April. We're into May now. Could they be great all year? Sure, but we all know October's a different beast. You would just hope at this point that if Cashman wants to prove to us and and get a second chance that he's serious, then at the trade deadline, you know, if this team continues to be, you know, tr- you know, barrel over teams and look really solid that he's going to make those necessary moves when when the time comes and and, and shock us like he did last deadline. But until yeah. then, until this team hoists up a, a World Series trophy and has rings on their finger that read 2022 or so on, instead of instead of, you know, the 2020 2009 ring that that no one has anymore on this team. I'm not going to give Brian Cashman the benefit of the doubt anymore. If you want to credit anyone, you credit the players. And I'll tell you what, you could even go as far as to say, and I might get shit for this, you can even credit Aaron Boone a little bit. I think he's been, has he made some really stupid moves still? Yes. But has he been a lot better? Does it seem like he's kind of somewhat learning a little bit to not do shit over and over again? Yes. I'd say so too. I'd say that's true also. It's fine, but do not give uh, it to Brian Cashman. Uh, I'm not ready to start throwing bouquets at Aaron Boone Fair right enough. now. Uh, there's still things I don't like about him. I don't like that. Like last night, because we're, we're recording Sunday, you know, Garrett Cole's at 91 pitches. Let the guy come and start the seventh inning. This is now this the third time where I've had to question Aaron Boone taking his ace out of the game. You know, you wanted to say it was all about Cole's feelings, uh, and, uh, against Cleveland, fine, okay. We don't have to argue about that again. But what was the issue last night? You know, I know Cole was in a little bit of trouble in the sixth. He, you know, he pumped. He was pumping gas to get out of the inning. But you know, ninety-one pitches. The guy, we're what five starts now. The the, the ace of the Yankees is not throwing a hundred pitches in in a start yet. I mean, that's a yeah. problem. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right. I'll say this about Cole. Um, I actually. He was much more dominant against Cleveland. However, I don't think he had great stuff last night. He didn't, but I actually, that start made me more confident in Garrett Cole than the start against Cleveland because a true ace, and it's something I always refer back to CeCe Sabathia in his prime, a true ace is a guy who, even on his worst days, shuts the other team down somehow. And that's something we weren't seeing from Garrett Cole. He would get a little, you know, flustered and he would, the game would implode. And that's not what an ace does. And you saw right away he didn't have his great stuff. 
He definitely did. And that game could have gotten out of hand, and it didn't. And I think Garrett Cole from two, three weeks ago, that game gets blown up. But he kept it, he kept it together. And he uh and I mean he went six innings, right? We yeah. said six. No runs. You can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, twelve and two thirds innings now, uh scoreless for Garrett Cole with Jose Trevino as his catcher. I mean you know, they were talking on the broadcast today that the Yankees are, you know, they're working towards getting Ben Wartvet back. You know, and yeah, Ben Wartvet. Who the hell knows who what he's going to do? But if the Yankees trade it for this guy and they have plans for this guy, you know, you know, you have to figure there's going to be an odd man out, and that's Kyle Higashioka because, you know. You can joke about it that Higgy's only purpose here was to catch Garrett Cole, and because but it's true his only purpose here was to catch Garrett Cole. He's not doing that now, and and he I know he had a big double to kind of really put the game out of reach on Friday night, but he's not hitting either. So, you know Higgy's a I guess you Higgy's not a bad guy. He's not a guy that you you're rooting against, but. You know, if they want Ben Warfit on this team, Higgy's got to be the odd man out because you, there's no way that you can get rid of Jose Trevino when he's now paired up with Cole when Cole's on a run here. Nah, I, I like Jose Trevino a lot. I saw a video the other day that was that was circulating that uh, I don't know if it was an off day or if it was during the game, but the dude's out there in the bullpen just getting working. He he loves playing the game. He wants to win. You saw him get pumped up the other day, yesterday when when with that big strike three. Um, I love seeing that shit, man. I really do, and I think he's a guy that needs to stay here. You're one hundred percent right. That I'm not saying he is this guy, but he gives me Jose Molina vibes. You know? He really does. Saying, like, he really this does. This guy gives me the, but I'm, I get like Jose Molina vibes out there. Defensive minded catcher that brings kind of a spark and an energy to, to the team. And he might pop. Yeah. I don't think he's got the, you know, Jose, had a little bit of a pop in his bat. I don't think Trevino's got the type of pop in his bat, but he might, you know, get a big hit here and there. Like we saw when he was playing a little bit earlier in the season, but you know, Garrett Cole is working towards, something right now and he's working towards being better uh his next start will come at home uh i think they're playing texas this weekend i'm going to the game saturday i don't is that that might be cole start but he's gonna miss the toronto series which honestly i would have loved to seen him coming off these last two starts pitching toronto because that's gonna be a real test for him if if you really want to get your faith back in garrett cole you need to see him up in toronto against that lineup because uh, he didn't pitch well against them at home. Vladimir Guerrero brutalized him, as we said a couple weeks ago. So you'd like to see him get another crack at them. You know, if he goes out there and pitches well against, you know, Texas, I think, which is it the next? It's got to be the next opponent, right? I'm almost positive. The next it is the Rangers. It after is the, Rangers. the Blue the Rangers, Jays, you're saying. Yeah, because the Yankees are coming home to play the Rangers. Uh yeah, if he goes out there and pitches well against the Rangers, yeah, sure, you love it. You always want to see your ace pitch well. But, again, you need to see the big performance against the big team to really feel like, yeah, I, this guy is back right now. So if it's going to – you know, if he doesn't have any starts against those types of teams for a while, at least let him – maybe this is good for him then because we said 
it's not, it doesn't seem to be a physical problem with Garrett Cole. It seems to be a mental one. So maybe then he can get on a, a four or five, six start run mm-hmm. before maybe he play. Because after the Yankees play Tampa or Toronto, uh, no, where the hell am I? Then they got two with Toronto and then Chicago. You know, he, I think he'll, he'll, he'll get one of those games in Chicago. So maybe he'll get himself on a nice three start roll before he plays a great team like the, the White Sox. So that's something that we need to need to see. I mean, I know a lot of people are not going to buy Garrett Cole until he gives us a big game against a big team. But, uh, you know, the turnaround has started with Jose Trevino. So it's got to stay with Jose Trevino. And I mean, if Ben Rorvet's on his way back, and if that means Kyle Gashioka gets DFA'd, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, but it's just going to be one of those things that happens. It's not uh, to me. Uh, do I love? Do I like the guy? Yeah. Is it necessarily unfortunate? To, I mean, it's unfortunate for him. For him, yeah, of course. I mean, but like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh man!" Like, I'll be honest with you. When the Yankees, I know, obviously you knew it wasn't going to happen, but when the Yankees didn't re-sign uh, Romine, you actually had a little bit of a relationship with Romine being a Yankee fan after you know a handful of seasons. The guy was not only your backup catcher, but he was a reliable backup catcher. He was, in my opinion, I say this all the time, he was the best backup catcher in the game. He got out there, and he didn't look like a backup catcher. He controlled the game behind the plate. Was he great at the plate? No. But he wasn't this timid guy behind the plate. He knew he how to control his infield. Yeah, he was a Yankee. I mean, you you, it's very rare you're sticking up and protecting your backup catcher. But every Yankee fan knew who Austin Romine was. They loved him. And that's different. Higashioka could go, and I won't even remember he was a part of this team. I really won't in, in 10 years from now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't remember Higgy? Uh, I was going to make a point. I completely forgot it. Okay. I need you to do me a favor right now. Okay. I need you to pick a number between 1 and 12. Oh, shit. 8. All right. So uh, whoever is the eighth person on that list is just won a T-shirt. So I'll have to look back at that at, wow. the, end of the, at the end of the show. So Wow. So just to show, because everybody thinks that I'm going to pick somebody. You're welcome. You're welcome to whoever number, eight. whoever number 8 is. You're welcome. So you guys were whoever I was giving away a, a shirt uh, the other night. You know, if you, the Yankees won, which they did because they're on a nine-game winning streak, and if you picked the guy to hit a home run, you know we had plenty. It was Stanton and Gallo, so we had mostly Stanton's a couple Gallos in there. So I just listed everybody in a tweet. So whoever is the eighth person that I listed is going to win that shirt now. Okay. Wow. Somebody changed their at or they're off Twitter, so uh, you know that person isn't eligible. <laughs> yeah. Want to look at the tweet today? And yeah, like, don't do it. Don't don't participate in giveaways and then deactivate your account. Very difficult to win that way. Uh, speaking of winning, uh, Aaron Judge has been playing winning baseball. I mean, that, I've just I was just trying to segue out into the next topic. Can I actually so. segue you back a little bit? And since you brought up winning. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. Yankees hit their high watermark, obviously, of 10 games over 500 today. They're 16 and 6 after 22 games. Here's a trivia question for you. Uh-huh. How many, at what game last year, what number game last year did the Yankees hit their high watermark of 10 games over 500? Uh huh. So it was probably game 162. Seriously, is that your guess? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, it was probably I, I I would venture to guess maybe like one if you want uh, maybe one oh three. Oh, you're so close. One oh eight Thursday, August fifth. The Yankees hit their high water mark and became fifty nine and forty nine. You know what the problem is now? Once you hit ten over, you can't go backwards. Once you hit ten over, you can't go backwards. It's a big milestone. So I mean, the like Yankees you could keep- lose, like you could lose. Would you say that it would be that bad if they lost the next game, but then immediately got back to ten? Like you can't be in a week from now. You can't be six games over. No, they have to win. To Monday night, they have to go out there and win. They have to set the tone for the series in Toronto. Do okay. I expect them to sweep Toronto? No. Uh, but they got to go out there and set the tone that they're going to put themselves in a position to win that series, and they got to win Monday. So the, the winning streak can acceptably snap on Tuesday. It can't – I'm not looking – it can't end tomorrow. Right? Yeah, it can't end tomorrow. Not that you ever – not that you want it to end at all, but you know they're not going to sweep Toronto. I mean, it would be – if they did – if they go up there and they're coming home, you know, they're off Thursday. If they're if they're sitting if we're sitting here Friday night getting ready to start a series with the Texas Rangers, with the Yankees going for it would be what, 10 11, 13 wins in a row, you're going to I'm going to sit there and tell you that maybe what we were saying at the beginning of the year was false about this team. I will actually rip, you're right. If, if they rip off 12 in a row including three up in Toronto, that's going to really change a lot of opinions. I know a lot of people, you know, let's get to Aaron Judge in a minute. Let's do, let's talk about the team overall right now because we're, we're kind of there. I know a lot of people want to say, oh, see, you guys were negative and you guys were wrong. And you know what? Nobody wants to be more wrong about how they felt about the team than I do. I did not, I said, we sat, I sat right over there in that corner when we did our season preview and said, at best, I see this team as a third-place team. Nobody wants to be more wrong about that than I do. I want to be celebrating a World Series. I want to be celebrating, you know, even in even an ALCS at the end of October. But, you know, right now, all the Yankees are doing is showing me is that they're beating the teams that they are supposed to beat, which, granted, they didn't do good at a good clip last year so yes it's an improvement over last year as we're you know after the baltimore series when i sat here and did the show with pete you felt like it was just more of the same now the yankees have kind of moved past that more of the same feeling but we got to see them now in toronto play good winning baseball in toronto that's another start and then still even if they do that chris we're going to be sitting here it's going to be may 5th may 6th you know, I need to see this consistently over 162. This needs to carry. The Yankees still, the Yankees don't get the benefit of the doubt. They don't get the pass from me anymore. Like, it's been too long. We were, look, we always say this, the rebuild. We were okay even up until 2019. Why? Because that's when they told us that's when they were ready to, to start winning again. Then what? We didn't have an ace. Then it was COVID. Then I don't know what the fuck their excuse was last year, why they didn't win. Okay? So now 2022. We need to get younger. We need to get better, blah, 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 more athletic. And then we see what they did in the offseason. Are these guys performing right now? IKF is Anthony Rizzo is. Your big Anthony, your big acquisition, Josh Donaldson, not so much. Your pitching staff has performed admirably. They're doing well. So you didn't. You did nothing to really improve the pitching staff. So right now, things are okay. I'm not saying that things are great because it's still May 1st. It's better than the alternative, as we famously say on this show. It's better than the alternative. This team looked like shit out of the gate last year, but we say, you know, 
It's too early, right? It's too early for both sides of the coin here. It's too early to sit here and have admirations of, you know, winning a World Series just because they're 16 and 6. Uh, admirations might not, you know, uh, I don't know, thinking this team, having false hope that they're all, all of a sudden a World Series team. We don't know. Maybe they are. And I'd, like you said, I'd love to be wrong. But to be fair to us, when we're breaking down the preseason, I mean the offseason, we're not we're not breaking it down based off of based off of performance. You're breaking shit down based off of what they look like on paper and what other options were available that to anyone who's not in denial would have made this team more of a uh you know a contender, more of a realistic World Series team. And you cannot sit here, whether the Yankees win the next 50 games in a row, you cannot sit here and tell me Brian Cashman sat there and said, this was the best available team I had because I'm a great GM and I know these guys are more talented than anyone else out there at the time. That is not true. Just because they're playing that well does not mean that the Yankee organization upper management didn't kind of slap you know didn't kind of just fucking backhand us will or maybe maybe will smith style us uh-huh, uh-huh. when they had all these guys out there that they passed on and 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 we're just supposed to believe that they felt because they're so good at what they do that they knew this was the best team no that doesn't make any of that shit false from the offseason Will I still sit here and say, fine, I was wrong? Absolutely, and I'll be fucking happy about it. I'll have a huge smile on my face. I would love to be wrong. Still a little early for that, but this team looks way better than than I thought they would, especially right out of the gate. I mean, my main concern right now is the starting pitching with this team. I don't love it. I still don't love it. Uh, Well, it came back down to earth the last few games, too. You know, Tyone, I didn't watch the game on Thursday. I listened to most of it. Uh, it didn't seem like Tyone has best stuff. The Yankees battled to win that game. Sevy has not looked good in his last two starts. I mean, Sevy ever since he slipped. In his... When did he fall? He sli- Remember, you missed it. He slipped off the mound. Uh, and I texted you. I said, out for the season. I thought he fucking uh-huh. pulled his groin again. Yeah, but you know what, dude? Again, this is the inconsistencies of a guy that hasn't. He now, they said it on the game today that he making his fifth start of the year is the most starts he's made since 2018. It's crazy. This is the inconsistencies of a guy that hasn't pitched in literally five years. I mean, this is why, to, and again, we don't want to beat the dead horse, bro, but this is why it was so dangerous not to improve the starting pitching in any area because, again, you want to, Garrett Cole, fine. Leave him there. He's going to do his thing, whatever. But, you know, you, you're relying on Luis Severino to be a number two, a, a co-ace with, with, with Cole, and the guy just has not logged the innings to be confident in that. Yeah, I agree. But at this but point... But again, like you... Right, yeah. Uh-huh. I ju- just here's how, for me, the best way to break, break down any team when you... What's your... What's always your benchmark of actually evaluating a team in the year? 
Did they win? No, no, no. What's your what's your like checkpoint of a date where Memorial you can Memorial Day? Okay. Well, that's the first time you really need to you should really check in and see where the team is right. at. It's and Memorial and Day. I think that's a great benchmark to like really start taking things seriously and you get a feel for what this team really is, right? We're still well well before that. We're we're a month away. I mean, we're at the beginning of May. Which is a lot of time. I mean, basically anything. And I, you want to talk about we were looking at the schedule to for how we're going to schedule our shows uh for the rest of the month and the Yankees are off on Memorial Day. I mean, like yeah, who the fuck did that? I think I mean, that happened last year or they were off on a big holiday that that is synonymous with baseball. I think I it, mean, how do you have the New York Yankees off on Memorial Day? Was Maybe. it 4th of July last year that um, they were off? Uh, something awful. Something awful. But Brilliant. right now, it, in my opinion, 22 games into a season, the only thing you can do is sit here, look at things for what they are, and say, how did they, how have they played? This team's been great. They're 10 games over 500. They have the best record in baseball. And you can't ask for anything more than that. They've Well, look at it this They've done what look- they had to do. Look at it this way. Here's the here's the schedule, right? So you got Toronto, Texas, Toronto, Chicago, Baltimore, Chicago, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. That's your May. So you got one, two, three, four, uh, five series against playoff teams. You want to? I count Toronto as a playoff team. Okay, mm-hmm. I do. You got five series in the month against playoff teams. If the Yankees are sitting Memorial Day, 17, 18, 19 games over five hundred, now we're cooking with gas, and now we can really start talking about. That right. this team is maybe uh, is probably on the right path here, and to, uh, a great start to the month, yeah, abs- uh, to the season, absolutely. Um, but again, I'm not going to take back anything I said when I sat here with Pete on that Monday when you and Brian were on vacation after the Yankees just lost two or three to Baltimore after they probably would have been swept if not for a fucking hailstorm. Okay? I was deflated. I'm not gonna, I was deflated I'm not at gonna, that point. I'm not going to take back anything that I, that I said about that team at that time because that's how they were playing. And, I mean, you're allowed to, to change your opinion because, you know, you you have to react based on what's happening. Exactly. And to be honest with you, after that Baltimore series, if there's no other way that I could have looked at that and said, this is more of what we witnessed in 2021. Now they went out there, and since that day, they lost once. Yeah. They've lost once since that, since that game. So – yeah, credit to the Yankees. They're they're doing what they need to do right now and stacking wins against bad teams. Now this is a big, big test for them going up to Toronto. They're gonna miss Kevin Gaussman. So but you know, they got Alec, they're gonna face Manoa and uh who else? Uh Stripling and the other pitcher that they're gonna face is uh Kukuchi. I mean, honestly, if the Yankees are the Yankees Kukuchi should not shut them down. That's you're looking at a game on Wednesday night that the Yankees should win. I don't. They're listed at TBD, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be Cortez. Um, that's a game the Yankees should win. Yeah, I mean Kukuchi is not a, a a lefty that should shut the Yankees down. Yeah, I listen. I say this all the time, and and you could use this to either you know argue someone who's telling you the Yankees have had an easy schedule and. Whatever anyone could be sixteen and six with their schedule, or you can use it uh, just to feel more optimistic about what this team's done through an easy schedule. I always say good teams beat good teams, and great teams beat bad teams also. And this team has not done that. You said it before; 
they've have they competed with some good teams throughout the regular season in the last few years? Yes. But when it really mattered, when you really have when you really are supposed to capitalize and become that team that just mows down those teams and and keeps that high watermark, you know, rising, you have to beat the bad teams. And like you said, when they lost that series in in uh to Baltimore, I was like, this is it. It's just going to be all over again, man. All over again. You couldn't help but to feel that way. You weren't wrong for feeling that way. But well, we'll say this. Nine wins in a row against anybody, against any three major league teams is impressive because you could you could try that and try that and try that. And it, and it wouldn't it might not ever happen again because how many nine game winning streaks do you see in Major League Baseball throughout right. the course of the year? Very you rare. You tell me that everybody plays all good teams? No, there's teams that are going to go through stretches against three subpar teams like this, and they still won't win nine in a row. So tip your cap to the Yankees; they're winning the games they need to win. Now you know it's a big test this week. You know, go up there and win two out of three. I'm not asking for a sweep. I'm not asking to come home on a 12 game winning streak, but go out there and take two out of three against a team that you know is going to be at the top of this division, and then we can really start getting that real good feeling yeah. about this team. And, and this guy, and I'm telling you... Oh, 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 no, no, you go. And I'm telling you. No, because... I'm telling you. No, because I'm... Oh, okay, yeah, moving. yeah. Just wait one second on that. Because I just want to bring this up just to uh, recap and kind of hone in on the on the team so far. I just want to compare some stats to the other teams in the American League. Batting average, Yankees are third. Home runs, Yankees are second. Runs batted in. Who's first, does it say? Toronto. Uh Runs batted in, Yankees are third. Hits, Yankees are fourth. Stolen bases, they're nowhere to be found. Uh, Okay, now let's go. Although they've been running a little bit more this year. Yeah. Now let's go to pitching. Wins, Yankees are one, obviously. ERA, Yankees are one. Saves, Yankees are two. Strikeouts, Yankees are one. I mean, they're at the top on, on a lot of what's, things. What's their WOBA? What's their Sierra? Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I'll, and I'll end with what's this. What's their fielder's independent pitching? Uh-huh. I'll end with this. The Yankees last year, they their pitching was what? Uh, where would the Yankees have been if their pitching wasn't as good as it was? They would have been, not even been close to sniffing a world car, wild card game. They wouldn't have been close because every day it was like when they won, it was like, yeah, 4-3, 5-3. You know, the offense is showing up this year There was year an so offensive far. outburst five runs last year. It was. It really was. It felt like you were watching the most entertaining game you've seen in years when they scored five runs. So completely different, still extremely early, but you got to be optimistic because you're get, that's what you're getting. You're getting and good they're scoring, baseball. They're scoring a lot of runs in some games, right. too, which you didn't see last You're year. You're just so. pounding on teams, putting them away. Uh, well, you want to talk about guys that are pounding right now. Aaron Judge is pounding. Another two home runs today. Uh, we said that we wanted to see him go out there and wreck a pitching staff in Detroit. It didn't happen, but he went out there, started swinging the bat when they got home against Cleveland. Uh, and then it continued in this series. He had a big home run in the Friday's game. As right, he, he played. He's hit home runs in like every game. I feel like the last. Yeah, I mean he's up. He's up to eight home runs now, right? Is that correct? Eight. eight? Yeah, eight. He hit seven and eight today. He's one I behind mean, Rizzo. 
And the first one that he hit was a fucking bomb, dude. He hit the back wall dead center in Kansas City, which is which is what four fifty out there. Yes, that's it was four fifty three. I think was that's the home a, run. That's a poke out there. All right. So, and we said it again. You know, I go back to that episode with Pete, right? Because you guys weren't here, and that was kind of you want to talk about high water, low water. That was a low. That was the low point of the Yankee season, right there. You know, the Yankees had just lost to Baltimore. They and their two best players had not played well up until that point. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. And since then, the team is, like we said, the team has lost once. And outside of that poor performance Cole had in Detroit, both of those guys have really started to play like they're expected to play now. Okay, so every day now since that Detroit series, really, if you want to say, once they got home against Cleveland. Every day since then, all Aaron Judge has done is show the Yankees that they came in under his market value. He's gone out there and he's played like the top 10 player that Aaron Judge is. He had a really bad at bat. Uh, He didn't get hot yet. It was last week or whatever. He had a bad at bat where it was no, it was a good at bat, but then he ended up striking out in a really bad pitch. And I texted you in SGR and I said, I know that was a bad ending to that at bat. But Aaron Judge's swing is back. I'm telling you, he fouled off a couple balls where I actually saw him come through it. And I, whenever I see Aaron Judge hit a ball like that, and he, you could hear it too. When Aaron Judge is on, you fucking hear a different sound off the bat with Aaron Judge. And I, and I text you guys, I said, I'm telling you, his swing's back. Ever since then, this dude has been on a different planet. And I can't help but to feel every time he hits a home run, I cannot help but to say in my head, you fucking morons, you idiots, you imbeciles for not getting this done. There's 29 other teams, Christian. How many of those other teams, if they had Aaron Judge the way the Yankees did, with the shit in the outfield, with the, with the rookie season he had where he should have won MVP, all of this, face of the franchise, how many of those 29 other teams don't get something done before the season starts? There's a few inept ones, but I probably put it about at least at 20, 24, probably get it done. And to you, growing up as a Yankee fan, the Yankees that you know, were they ever one of those six teams that wouldn't? No, there's no way this would have happened. Let me tell you something. I, I, I mentioned this before, and I never got around to the full point, that you better pray to God the Yankees win a World Series this year. Because if you thought it was bad now... It's going to get a lot worse because if he continues this, is Aaron Judge going to be a Yankee next year? The Yankees have actually, I'll tell you what, Christian, the Yankees have actually told you he's not going to be a Yankee. You want to know why? Because you, whether he has a good year or not, you don't think him sniffing free agency isn't going to run up his market value, whether a team is serious or not, because they're just going to try and boost up what you have to pay him. Instead of you controlling it within, you know, behind closed doors before a season starts, you're telling me that the Yankees weren't going to give him what he wanted now, but somehow, some way, they're going to do it when they have 29 other teams that can possibly bid higher than them. They're telling you that he's not going to be a Yankee. There's two teams tops that you have to worry about. But it doesn't matter. It could be one. No, it. it does. No, you're right. It doesn't matter. But. And that there was a report out there after this whole thing fell apart with them that Steve Cohen had said that he's not chasing Aaron Judge. That's horseshit. Because I'm yeah. telling you right now, I'd be stunned 
absolutely stunned if Aaron, when Aaron Judge gets the free agency if the Mets are not in on this just because it would screw the Yankees. Hold on. You don't think the Dodgers wouldn't just throw out I some bullshit contract I just to... I don't... Come on. I don't know about the... I would say How I about the White about Sox? The Possible, but I think the San Francisco Giants are a team you need to really watch because he's from that area. You know they're they're going to be looking for a new face of that team, and I don't think they have any big term commitments uh, on that. Okay, realistically, realistically, fine. What my point with the Dodgers is, you don't. They have fuck money, right? They have fuck yeah, you but- money. They don't care. They spend it whether they need to or not. You don't think that they wouldn't throw a contract out there just to raise his price, and if the Yankees didn't didn't bite. Yeah, but you say raises price like they're out there to get the Yankees. That I don't see. I mean, if they they're going to throw a number out there at Aaron Judge, they're going to throw it out there to sign him, not because they're trying of to course, jam. No, the no, Yankees. no. But that's what I'm saying. At at worst case scenario, you spend that money by maybe overvaluing him. You spend that money, but you have Aaron Judge, and don't tell me they're not out to get the Yankees. I don't. Then what does the Dodgers have against the Yankees? This is 1980 anymore. It's not. It's not that it's against the Yankees. It's that they're clearly making a statement the last handful of years. They've been making a statement. What, what okay, does it so why wouldn't they continue it? If Aaron Judge is... You're trying to make this to a Dodgers-Yankees thing. That, that it's I go, no, it's going to realistically be a... all. I was using them as a, as a point of reference to say, if you thought that the Yankees couldn't get something done before free agency, before he hits free agency, if you, if you thought that if he has a good year, they'll get something done after he hits free agency, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. So let me f- just finish my point real quick. It's not just Aaron Judge. It's not just Aaron Judge. Anthony Rizzo, we just talked about him. He's going to be another guy. I mean, with without Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo on this team, what are they? They're, they're nothing. When is Cole's opt-out? In a couple He's- years? Let's see. I'm actually on spot track right now. Let's see. He's going to be another guy. Because remember, remember, the Yankees told us they weren't spending all this money because they had to sign their big guys that were coming up. Judge is the only one left that they really have to spend that much money on, and they didn't do it. So. Dropped out is after 2024. So, anyway, back to Judge himself. Well, there's, I didn't realize this, but if Cole, if Cole exercises the opt out after 2024, the Yankees can counter to keep him by giving him a one year, thirty six million dollar extension. That's actually pretty so good. Would keep, That's pretty good for that would, Cole. That would keep Cole here until age thirty eight. Which, even if I mean, he's gonna he'd be dumb not to to right. do the opt out if at that point he's going to no matter what so either he's going to either after 2024 he won't be a yankee or he's just or he's banking on the he'd fact have to that, really shit the bed over the next couple of years for him to not opt out right like really shit the bed i don't think that's going to happen no but anyway back to Aaron judge can't help but to feel that way man every home run that goes over the wall every time that ball gets smashed i can't help but to just sit there and and ask how a team that that can clearly see what this guy is made of just didn't get this done. 
It doesn't make sense. Well, that's the this it's such a unique thing with Judge. It's not that. Like we said, the the, the deal that he was offered was more than fair in my eyes. Absolutely. But but the problem that the Yankees and the, the Yankees did this to themselves. You built a shrine to the guy. He played 20 games in the fucking league. You built a shrine to him. And now and now you're not going to go above and beyond to keep him? That's where it doesn't make any sense. Right. And and Grant, and know this too. The Yankees and Judge still have to go to arbitration. They have not settled on a deal for this season. Could get ugly. Could get ugly. They, I know Judge said that he doesn't want to negotiate in season. But I'm telling you, if the Yankees put a number in front of him when they go in to go sit down for a long-term extension that he wanted, I, I, I would have a hard time believing he wouldn't take it. I think the Yankees need to... I, I don't expect it because we know how the Yankees operate, but it would really behoove the Yankees to to up that to go in there with a with a long term extension in in their hands. Maybe what was it seven for two thirty one? Maybe you got to go to like nine for two ninety or something like that. Remember something. Or, Just remember one thing. This is also a this is more business than anything else. Whether we think it's just entertainment or not. When Cashman came out and said what they offered, there's one thing we didn't hear. And that was why Aaron Judge turned it down. Aaron Judge did not go out of his way to tell us why. We do not know anything for sure. And how many of these reporters have given us a look behind the curtains And then within 10 minutes, another reporter says, no, none of that is true. I just talked to my guy who was involved in the negotiation. We do not know why he turned it down. We don't know if them, if they were in talks before the lockout and kind of had in the Yankees, maybe kind of gave him a ballpark of where they felt they'd be. And then they kind of showed up and, and, you know, disrespected him with some, what he felt at that point was just a clear disrespect because of maybe what they talked about prior. We don't know any of that. I'm not saying it's true on its face, on its face, the Yankees offered him a more than fair deal, but we don't know why he, it got turned down. The Yankees get no pass from me because of what Brian Cashman pulled on opening day. Absolutely agree. 100%. Uh, there's there's one thing uh, we uh, we got to shout out the uh, the OG Patrick uh, Patrick I haven't heard about you coming to the event bro I know you live overseas okay but you yeah whatever come, it's not that right? far it's, it's only like far. an eight you, hour flight you could take a bus seriously take a boat take a ferry uh, he wanted, hello ferries. He he had a question for us. He says, what player has surprised you the most this season so far? And I got to give it to IKF, man. The guy has actually played – after he settled in after that first week, man, I, I got to say, man, he's played above my expectations. But didn't he have a couple errors in the last couple games, though, again? I don't know. But, dude, he's still hitting around 300. He seems to be in or around the rally almost every game. I wasn't expecting that out of him. Yeah. I'm not going to go that far with him yet just because the, and I'm sure the defense will get there because that's all I've heard about the guy. 
Uh, I'm not going to go there just yet on him, I don't think. I got to say, for me, hmm, yeah, I'm torn between two guys. Nestor Cortez, well, even, though he wasn't, even though he wasn't as invincible his last start. Or, even though I know he's great, Anthony Rizzo, man. I did not expect this dude to have a, nine home runs in April. And be as dominant in big spots too. It wasn't just like bullshit home runs, man. They were bullshit home runs. No, they were bullshit home runs, like porch jobs. But I mean, like bullshit. Like people used to get on Stanton because he would hit home runs when it was like eight nothing. You know, they were big time home. Some of those are big home runs to help this team win. No, yeah, you're right. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm taking a guy that I had like no expectations for. Yeah, and saying that he he surprised me and actually has played well. Like I had still had ex- expectations for Rizzo, even though I didn't think much of Cortez. I still expected him to be decent. I expected nothing out of IKF. Who's your biggest you. disappointment so far? Josh Donaldson. Really? I, Who's yours? Here, here's why I, I really like Josh Donaldson. Still, I'm not like down on him right now. He still works great at bats. Dude, he sucks right now. Yeah, There's he no sucks, other way to but, put it. but how many walks did he have today? I mean, he got on base right. a couple times in big really spots. Not, again, again, what I want out of Josh Donaldson is a guy that pumps home runs and drives in runs. He's not doing that I think that he'll right get now. there. I, yeah, well, he, has he been disappointing? Right, yes. Right now, what do you want me to answer, Hicks? No, Hicks is not a fucking disappointment because he is he's, he's he's just always a disappointment. What about Higashioka? No, because I I did not think he was going to be fucking Mike Piazza because he hit seven home runs in spring training. You you want to not to go too down in the weeds because there's one thing we we got to talk about. And we didn't want the show to be super long again. Um, I think Jonathan Wasik has kind of been a disappointment this year. He has not been as dominant in the early going, and that could be a number of different factors. What do the Italians say? Maloik? I put the Maloik on him. You might have. I definitely did, dude. I am the curse of all curses. What you really want to talk about? Did you? If you really want to talk about the disappointment of all disappointments, it's Joey Gallo. Yeah, that I mean, he's my guy, and the only reason why I'm like, if this was, if we recorded this like a uh, five days ago, it would be hands down Joey Gallo. But he has been swinging a hotter bat of late. It's just that whenever he starts to like really look hot, then he's sitting again. So I I don't know I do is he getting there is he is it he got there? hot for a couple of games but then he struck he, he the game he, it was yesterday he sat you had a problem with I didn't have a problem with it because a he I don't expect him to hit lefties at all and b he had a terrible game on Friday night so it's not like he was coming off of a big big performance I wanted to make this one last point about judging it's more about Aaron Boone right we said that. Whatever they did with Judge last year, do it again. Not going to complain because it kept him healthy, kept him on the field. But then I complained, which I don't know. Does it make me a hypocrite? Maybe. But when you give Aaron Judge a DH day, you shouldn't give him a day off the next day. That was my problem. It's because it's now. What's the term? You give him an inch, they take a mile. It's like, it's like, okay. It used to be like we got to find him an off day, even though it's only been five games in the year. Got to find him an off day. Fine, you know what? I'll concede to that. He stayed healthy last year. Fine. Here's your inch. 
Here's where the Yankees take a mile. Oh, and we're off tomorrow. So maybe I'll DH him, sit him, off tomorrow, then the all-star break, and then he'll get 10 days, and then we're good. And then I'll have to bench him for another seven days. It's like, end it there, man. You want to schedule these stupid off days all the time? Fine. I'm giving you, I'm conceding that to you. I won't complain about it. But to do it now around off days while you're also DHing these players, come on, man. I, I mean, how far are we going to go? The dude just had his celebrate his 30th birthday. And you're telling me this is how this is how little faith you have in his body? Come on. That was my only issue. If, if you're giving him the DH day, he should be in the lineup the next day. He doesn't need DH day and day off. We didn't hear there was anything wrong with him. We didn't hear anything was bothering him. If that was the case, then yeah, sure, whatever. But like you said, the guy just turned 30. He's been on a fucking tear right now. And you and here's and again, every time we see these guys off, if the Yankees need them late in the game, they play. So just he should have been in the lineup yesterday. It didn't matter in the end. The Yankees scored enough to win. Whatever, but it's just again with this shit. It's just fucking. It drives you fucking crazy. And you want to close the show here? We're gonna close with the closer talking about driving you crazy. It's a Rollers Chapman who again today the Yankees got a big insurance run in the, in the ninth with Judge's ho- second home run in the game because you know you need all the insurance you can get when a Rollers Chapman is on the mound. And yeah, what's his ERA right now, Chris? Zero. And you, who wouldn't love to have a closer with an ERA of zero? But it doesn't tell you the whole story of who Aroldis Chapman is, especially in that Toronto game when he walks the bases loaded with no out, and Michael King's got to come in and save him. That's why he has a zero ERA. And again today, as you know, Ben Intendi, who's their best player, or maybe not their best player, Salvador Perez is probably, but their hottest hitter. And I'm telling you, if you really – and I said this, I wanted, ben, I wanted the Yankees to get Ben Tenney last year. You want to get a guy that's going to come in here, play deep, play in the outfield, yep. hit left-handed, and not be a slugger, a guy that's going to come out there and work the feet, both sides of the field. It's Andrew Ben That's a guy that you should go out there and try to acquire. Well, right? to, but, to your point real quick, whether he's hot or not, He's always been a Yankee killer. Like, every time that dude's played against the Yankees, he kills the Yankees. So it doesn't matter what he's doing in the moment. He's he's a guy that you hold your breath every time he steps up. But Aroldis Chapman does not get to to lose. To, here's where I am right now, Aroldis Chapman. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So you wanted to say that the Yankees couldn't take his job away, which they've done, or they need to, or they need to coddle him, which they've done. When he has time left on his deal, I don't like it, but you understand it from the point that this guy's going to be here. He's gone. I mean, if they, they there should be no way. I don't care if Rose Chapman comes here and say, I pay you to pitch here next year. Right. You still tell him, no, we're good. We're good, dude. He does not – he has not earned – he's not Mariano Rivera, dude. Like, where if Mariano Rivera – earn the opportunity to lose the game for you where you leave them in and you say, Mo, this is your game. You either win or lose it. A Rollis Chapman has not earned that. So when he gets two guys on after getting the first two outs rather easily, gets the next two guys on and Ben Attendee comes up as the winning run, the hook's got to come, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. It has to come now. He did not get to ruin this for the Yankees anymore. Yeah. 
it, here's why I don't look at ERA when it comes the the closer is the only guy I don't look at ERA because if his ERA is too high, he's not the closer, right? So the fact that he's out there pitching and considered your closer, put ERA aside. Okay, it doesn't matter. You just got to evaluate what you're looking at. What do you want? What do you need in your closer? What do you need? You need consistency. You need to feel confident that he is the guy doing what his title says, closing it out. Araldis Chapman not only can't do that right now and has tr- and has had trouble in the past because he doesn't throw strikes, but he's also becoming a liability, a big one, because he's not able to do his job. Other guys are starting to have to come in when they shouldn't have to. And I said this to you earlier, and I believe it, if Jonathan Loisigo wasn't such a disappointment so far this year, he should be really be kicking himself in the ass, man. Because this job was going to be handed to him. He just had to be decent so far this year. And he's earned this job. And because he's been, you know, Chapman does have the zero ERA despite all of his fucking pitches that I do, aren't even close sometimes. Jonathan Lewisick has been too over the plate, which can be just as bad. So you're kind of picking your poison at that point. You're you're giving Chapman the ball because it's his job already. I truly believe if Jonathan Lewisick had, had just been decent so far, it's no question his job to lose. Look, you made a point earlier in our group chat about whoever – anybody in that bullpen not named Chad Green is a better option at that point. I agree with you. You cannot allow this guy to ruin your season anymore. You can't allow. Like, that's where, you know, you, you want to say Boone's learned. We go back to that Toronto game. Last year, the Yankees lose that game because he leaves he leaves Aurora's Chapman in there to lose that game. This year, he went and got him, and he brought Michael King in, they win. Yes. He... He has to have, he has to be ready to go. You might have be in a game where he burns through four or five guys to get to Chapman, to, and that's completely understandable if that's the plan for the game. But whoever's left has to be ready to go. The Yankees got bailed out by Brooks Christie in the game last year, okay? So it's not even like, is this guy any good that's left there? It doesn't, he's not a role as Chapman, and you can't allow Chapman to lose these games for you anymore. I'm I, 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 $18 million closer, but this is this is the biggest one of my biggest problems with this team right now is game seven or game five, or even if they're in a wild card game and you got a one run lead to protect and a role as Chapman is on the mound, you you as a fan have your you're not even going to see the end of the game because your head's going to be in a fucking trash bucket puking because you have no f- faith in this guy whatsoever. How many hanging sliders do we need to see from this guy? How many big-time home runs do we need to see this guy give up in big spots? Or not even home runs, Chris. The fact he might not even find a plate for six batters. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, man. And and I'll tell you what. You know who's also making a name for himself uh, alongside Chad Green for me? Uh, Licky. 
I mean, uh, Licky was kind of a Cinderella story last year. Yes. I mean, and you got to give him the benefit of the doubt because he was he was that guy last year that you know you just kept waiting for it to to fade, and it never did. He, he was really good for this team last year. But the time has come now where just like with Chad Green, he can't be in close games. I don't care if it if a, a lefty's coming up that has a zero batting average against lefties. Um, I'd rather see a righty if Licky's your only guy you can go to out of the bullpen at that point until he yeah, I mean, until he changes that. I mean, I don't, I really haven't been paying that close attention to to the guys in the bullpen in in certain spots of where they're available, but. I don't know where was Wandy Peralta today. I guess in the eighth inning to was it the eighth or the seventh? Whenever it was that he came in, I understood the move. Two to three guys coming up were lefties, so you understand the move. But you know, Licky is a, like you said, he's a guy that probably should not be pitching in high leverage spots right now. And if you really want to look at two areas of, of specific need outside of starting pitching that the Yankees need to address, and they can probably do it relatively cheaply, it's a left-handed bat. For the outfield and a left-handed reliever. Yeah, because I think regardless of if they get that left-handed reliever, you know, subsequently to making this move, I don't think Licky has many days left in pinstripes. I think that maybe one more outing where he's just not effective, they're going to see that he's just taking up a roster spot. Unfortunately, dude, the, the, the guy was great last year for this team. He, right, and what, what he was he not in the league since 2015? Yeah, it's a great story, years? but but guess what? I wanted it to end on a high note, right? If they're gonna do if they're gonna do the Licky documentary or movie, you want it to end with he came back after all these years and helped the team make the playoffs, and he was great, and not like and then he came back and he looked like he was 55 years old and couldn't get a guy out. Well, it's the same issue that I think. Low Isaac is facing a guy that had, you know, really hadn't pitched a lot and the Yankees used him like every day last year. So, you yeah, know. I think, I think Low Isaac will be fine. I do. I think that, you know, Boone has to just like he can't use green in big spots. I wouldn't say that necessarily with, with Low Isaac just yet. All I'm saying is maybe let's just focus on him getting in earlier in the game where it's not do or die, not a lot of pressure. Let him just kind of work shit out in, in a in a real you know scenario, and I think he'll get there. I think Jonathan Lewiska proved enough last year that you know he has that shit that that's just not a fluke. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. If Michael King's going to continue to throw like this, I mean, I don't know how many days a week you could use him, but yeah, man. I, I would try it's, to. It's wild. Uh, just a roster note. Uh, Rosters have to be trimmed to 26 players before tomorrow's uh, Monday's game. Yeah. They were at 28 for the beginning of the year. Uh, so Andujar and Schmidt got sent down. It's just like the Yankees. Andujar was raking down AAA, and he came up here and sat for a week, played today, got a couple hits, and then they sent him down, which, I mean, you knew was going to happen. He was going to be a numbers casualty. Mm -hmm. But I liked what I saw out of Schmidt. He came up in a few relief roles, pitched, well, he pitched pretty well. And now he's just got to go out there. He's got to go down to, to Scranton and work and get stretched out. I mean, if 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 the he's past these injuries and the stuff seems to be there, you know, with guys like you know Tyone being a free agent next year, the guy that can come in and step up and be and, and fill out a rotation spot, which he was a number one draft pick 
for the Yankees a couple years ago. I don't think the Yankees really have designs on him being a middle reliever. So aren't you hoping, like, aren't you wishing extra hard that Schmidt figures shit out and like really hones it in and becomes a fucking big time starting pitcher just to relieve the Yankees from this, you know, they have their finger on the button to be like, Oh, should we make King a starter? Should we do it? Probably right, guys. Any anything that keeps Michael King in the bullpen, right, is, is a good idea. Like that's the, I'm actually rooting for Clark Schmidt to be good for that reason more than him just to be a good pitcher in the rotation. Oh, okay. that's what you're rooting for, okay? Because okay. King is that good out of the bullpen. Let's see how good the Yankees are when they hit Toronto this week. Uh, big test here. They're going to come in with a nine-game winning streak. Uh, all seven oh seven starts. Monty's pitching Monday, Tyone Tuesday, and TBD on Wednesday. But I'm pretty sure that's Nestor, right? Because Tyone finished yeah. the Baltimore series and Nestor opened Kansas City. So I'm pretty sure that's going to be Nestor's start. Uh, and then for us, our schedule looks like we will be back for a live show on Monday, the 9th, because the Yankees are off on Monday. Our goal is to do live shows whenever the Yankees have an off day on Monday. So we should, we'll pencil it in because you can never write anything in ink in this business. Pencil in a live show for Monday night as our next show. Okay, sound good to you? We are going to start banging. All right, so let's hope the Yankees keep banging as they hit Toronto. And uh, you guys keep banging the like button and subscribe to uh, the show, not only on YouTube, but on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen or watch the show as well. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. No, that's the old one. That's the old one. Don't it's follow like us muscle, there. It's like muscle memory sometimes, you know. So and you said episodes. number. You said number eight, right? That was the winner. Number eight, yeah. Okay, number eight, Yogi Barrel. Okay. I'll build Dicky. Uh, okay. Okay, build Dicky. Okay. Bill whipped out his Dicky. Okay. Any Yankee fan who would say number eight and then say, "Yeah, Bill Dicky," should immediately do something that I shouldn't say. Ask on somebody YouTube. to change their. Uh, yeah, if you say Bill Dickey, you should ask the nurse to change your diaper because you're yes. probably like really old. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So anyway, thank you for your continued support of the show. Thank you for listening to episode 280. Uh, in the immortal words of SGR, go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. N-Y-Y-S-T. This is New York. Yankee Sports Talk, yep. swinging for the fences, knock it out the park. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, Woo. Christian and Chris, of course, SGR. This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk, call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk. Uh. Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas, NYYST, you're hanging with the fellas.